Now, while the Australian government is encouraging us to work longer and our retirement age is now up to uh, in our 70s, uh, it seems the opposite is happening in the UK. To tell us more, I welcome our man on the ground in the UK, Brandon Smith. Good morning. Good morning, Susie. How are you doing? Great. And yourself? Yeah, good. Thanks. Yeah. Now, what's what's happening over there? You you guys are, are, are retiring earlier than us. <laughs> well, it seems that you know, if fifty is the new forty, um, we we can now go shopping. Um, <laughs> There's a major change this week. It's a, it's a quite historical change. Is the government has allowed uh, people to cash in their pension pots at age fifty-five? Now, when you talk about a pension. A pot? Are you talking about um, funds that they've already put away themselves, or is this is this like their, their super? Yeah, it's like our equivalent uh, to super. We mm-hmm. call them uh, personal pension plans, but it's basically it's similar to super in concept. But I mean, we probably don't look at them uh, in the same way that you guys out there in Australia do. I think you're a bit ahead in the way that you look at them, where, you know, here a pension pot is very much about sort of supplementing uh, your state pension and people still view it very much as that. Uh. And in the past, we've been quite restricted, either legally or through extortionately high taxes, to force people to buy annuities, um, so to have a regular income. So you couldn't take them down as cash. It just wasn't worthwhile. Um, but this new change in means that at 55, you can start to access your, access your pension pot and, and draw that cash down as, as much or as little as you like. Now, I can see that this could be fraught with danger, <laughs> of course. Well, I think it's, you know, it's, uh, it, it, there, there's some, been some people who've gone, oh, this is not a good thing because people go and blow their, mm. their money. Um, and, and there's others that say uh, this is a good thing because it gives people an incentive. Um, because, you know, before I think there was a, there's been a bit of an issue. People haven't sort of thrown a lot of money at uh, their pension pot because it hasn't been sort of really considered a big um, plus for sort of um, estate wealth building where where super is in Australia because right. you just didn't have those options at the end. You had to get an annuity and you couldn't take the lump sum cash out to enjoy it. So you couldn't sort of work till you were 65 and still had a couple of hundred thousand on your mortgage and draw down some of your pension pot and pay off your mortgage. You just ah, couldn't right. do it. Yep. So, so those changes are quite fundamental. Um, and I think that you know, the government's playing, hedging their bets on this. Mm. Um, by allowing people to, to take it earlier, they're going to release a wave of money into the economy. We're currently at zero rate inflation. So this is quite a concern for the government to sort of get growth happening again. And one way to do that is through consumer spending. Mm. And if you look at it, like there's 13 million people that, are, uh, that, that will qualify for this now. And uh, if you said even just a million of those went and cashed in a little bit of their pot, so, you know, say £20,000, which is about thirty-five, $37,000, so you could buy a new car, have a holiday, maybe put an extension, you know, on your house or mm-hmm. something. Just from that little bit of that pie, the government will pick up around £3 billion in tax. Wow. And they will unleash a wave of, you know, sort of $17 billion through the economy. That's mm-hmm. just on that little figure of people yeah. taking a little bit. And of course they won't let you take 100% out will they in, in a lump sum? You can only take what about 25% isn't it? No you can take the lot out. Oh. What happens first 25% is tax free 
Uh-huh. Um, and then on the, the remaining 75%, you pay it at your marginal rate. So most people are on the lower rate tax at 20%, so they pay 20% on that remaining 75%. Mm-hmm. And this is opposed to previously where it was 55%. Whoa. So it's quite a, a big difference. So, you know, you can, you can get a good chunk of that money out, especially if you've been paying in for a while and you've had your company sort of paying uh, in jointly with you. There's a good pot there for for people to take out, mm. and then when it's gone, though, what they they go on to uh, to a pension, a full pension by the government. Well, I think that, you know, uh, the, the, I think they're they're probably betting that most of these people will have fairly small pots, um, sort of under a hundred thousand. So they'd be already getting the state pension anyway. Oh, okay. Um, so a part of it, I mean, it's a it's a plus because it will bring in some revenue from the government. It will put some money through the economy. And I think the other side of it is, you know, people in their 40s, you know, say late 30s hitting 40, will now probably be more inclined to, to stash money away into their super pot because if looking forward, you know, when you're 40, you think, oh, my God, I'm still sort of 25, 30 years away from getting my mm. money back. Mm. Now you're only 15 years. So you can kind of go, well, I can live with that. I can put it away because I know in 15 years, if I really need it, I can take a bit back. Right. Yeah, actually, it's it's sounding better the longer you talk about it. Interesting. Well, I think there's a two sides. I think the government are probably kind of hoping that, that both of those sides of the coin will happen, that well, people will put more away that are still working um, and, and other people that are approaching that age will sort of put money through the economy. So it could work out as being a win-win. Oh, well, watch this space. Watch this space, absolutely. <laughs> now, what's the what's your Chancellor been up to? Ah, the, George Osborne, he, he released a, a, a corker because uh, obviously we've just started the new financial year here, which just coincided with the upcoming election. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Chancellor of the Exchequer, George Osborne, has announced uh, an increase in the banking levy uh, that uh, is charged on banks. Uh, and uh, that's... Uh, supposed to raise an extra additional £900 million per year. And to double whammy, the banks are really not happy about this because now he also won't allow their uh, uh, compensation payments from their mis-selling of insurance through the boom years to be mm. tax deductible. Mm-hmm. So he's now going to be pushing uh, the, the total amount estimated at £5.3 billion a year collected uh, as an additional tax through the banks. That's a drop in the bucket for banks, isn't it? Oh, it is really. I mean, it's uh, they'll always complain. But look, this has been incredibly popular with the voters, obviously, because people are still remember the trouble the banks got us into. And even, you know, recently, HSBC has been embroiled in a scandal for, for tax avoidance and money laundering through their Swiss operations. So seven years later... Um, it looks like the banks are still up to their old tricks. Mm. So, from a from a, a voter point of view, I think they completely support it. It was a, it was a, a stroke of genius. What is unusual is it's something you would expect the Labour Party to do, mm. not the Tories. So mm. that's why it's taken everyone by a bit by surprise. Mm. And and didn't your government bail them out at, at the height of the global financial crisis? Absolutely. Uh, over £80 billion of taxpayers' money were spent in, in bailing out the banks. And this is a part of, of George Osborne's argument. And he's like, if you guys want to take the risk and have risky behaviour, if you expect the government and the taxpayer to bail you out, then it's only fair that you contribute mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. And so effectively, the government is acting as an insurer. 
So why not the banks pay a premium um, to have themselves their risky behaviour effectively underwritten? Mm. It seems like a fair deal, really. I think maybe our, our treasurer, Mr. Hockey, might uh, might uh, look into that a little bit for us here. Well, I, I wish they would. What was disappointing about his announcement is that he's planning to tax put the, put his tax on the depositors. That's right. And, and that's an incredibly negative thing to do to, to the voters, um, where here George Osborne has actually put it on the banks, and the, the levy is actually raised based on the bank's debt. So the more debt that the banks carry and raise, the more premium they pay. Mm. So it's not, it's not penalising the depositors, because it, at the end, if there's a crisis, the depositors didn't get the banks into a crisis. Mm, no, it that's was their true. borrowings that got the banks into a crisis. Although we know the banks are going to pass on their costs anyway. Highly likely, mm. but, uh, but in terms of, uh, from a political point of view, um, it's, it's, uh, I think it's clearly a better way to go for the banks mm. uh, out of their profits rather than directly hit the, the depositor. Mm. Uh, Brandon, what's this about um, about you guys um, actually um, trying to steal our paramedics? Oh, we are. I think this is fantastic. It's your loss is our gain. Oh, thanks. <laughs> the, <laughs> the NHS, uh, the National Health Service, have a chronic shortage of paramedics over here. And uh, they've been on two recruitment drives so far out in Australia and New Zealand. And uh, so far we've stolen over 450 of your paramedics to uh, bring over to London. Yeah, and it's a compliment. Your training must be brilliant out there because (laughs) otherwise they wouldn't be out there recruiting them. (laughs) So true. Until they get a good winter and then they'll be back. I'm sure they will. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, of course, you're, I think, one of the, the most famous horse racers in the world. The Grand National's coming up, isn't it? Absolutely. It ran today, so it's all done and dusted. Oh, I I knew it was close, yeah. Yeah, I I thought the Aussies liked a a good drink and a flutter. But um, I thought it was really interesting. They they estimated this week at the Grand National 50 50 million pints of beer would be drunk. That's like 30 Olympic swimming pools of beer. Can you imagine it? (laughs) And what was also brilliant is that Merseyside Rail um, gave away 6,000 pairs of what we call flip-flops, you call thongs, Yes. to the ladies so that they didn't have to walk in their heels from the train station. Oh, that's to, fabulous. To so they that's didn't brilliant. have to take, yeah, they didn't have to take their shoes off and walk barefooted. Exactly. So oh, I think that's, that's clever. Brilliant. Yeah, and, I do too. Um, yeah, and it was it was a really nice uh, race actually because AP McCoy won on jet ski by thirteen lengths, and it's brilliant because he's retiring this year, so it's a brilliant way for him to go out. Ah, oh, great! Oh, fabulous! Yeah. Uh, now we've had uh, Prince Harry here. He did the most fantastic job when he went to to Canberra, and I know he sort of tucked away with all the all the military guys for a month, and uh, and now Catherine. Is uh, is getting very close to having her baby. I wonder if it's going to fall on the Queen's birthday on the twenty first of April. Well, I don't know because it, it seems like a, it, it could be. I mean, bets uh, for the date are currently running at three to one between uh, April thirteen and nineteen, oh. or twenty seventh to third of May. All the politicians, of course, are holding their breath because they don't want it to happen on May seventh at the election because <laughs> they don't want it to steal their thunder. <laughs> <laughs> oh they my are goodness. They're, they're betting it is, it is looking like it's a girl. The bookies think it'll be a girl. Oh, why? Because she wears pink and all sorts of things? Or 
I mean, oh, she. I, I don't. I don't know. Oh, because she the, says she doesn't know. Yeah, but the odds are, the odds for the names for the baby yes. are the, the top three are all girls' names. The top the top choice at the moment is Alice, oh. and the uh, the William Hall is uh, the uh, high street bookmaker here are giving two to one for Alice, and nine to two for Elizabeth, and eleven to two for Charlotte. Oh. So they they seem to think I don't know if they know something that the rest of us don't, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> They seem to think it's going to be a girl. So there's no boys in the mix. There's a, there, there are boys in the mix, but they're much further down the list. Uh-huh. All the top names are girls. Well, I think Diana's can... come in at uh, number around sixth or seventh position. Oh, maybe maybe Diana will be the middle, maybe a middle name. It would be a nice touch, wouldn't mm. it? Because he William gave, gave Catherine uh, his mother's engagement ring, didn't That's he? That's right. So, yeah, so it would be kind of a nice touch if it is a girl to include Diana's name in oh, there somewhere. Beautiful. Well, she's looking, she's looking radiant, and uh, and she's just, uh, she must have given the whole royal family an incredible boost uh, popularity because uh, I, I don't know if you saw this survey, but. Um, but Camilla is still not popular over there. A poll from the Daily Mirror newspaper revealed that the Prince of Wales, um, that the, the British public don't want Camilla to ever become queen. That's right. That was that uh, came out this morning. Yeah, the Comrades poll. Uh, yeah, fifty-five percent of the UK apparently don't want Camilla to come queen. Mm. That's down from seventy-three percent when they first got married, <laughs> but the odds are still sort of stacked against uh, Camilla actually being queen. And interestingly, and, uh, we, sorry, sorry, go on. I was going to say forty-three percent believe that Charles. Uh, only forty-three percent believe that Charles should become king. Yes. Yes, so the, the majority actually feel that he should step aside and let William take the crown. I don't think he can do that. I don't constitutionally. I don't think that can happen. Ah, uh, yes, but see, we're already in a constitutional conundrum. Oh, because because Charles has married um, not only a second time but also a divorcee. Oh, so it's already a constitutional conundrum for the uh, Archbishop of Canterbury because he would be. Um, appointing a new monarch as king and queen that are both divorcees and both on their second marriage. And, of course, Charles is supposed to be the head of the church, mm-hmm. um, which doesn't look favor- favorably on on divorce, and, and, and they expect to, the, the head of the church to set some kind of example. Well, wasn't, so, it, wasn't it Henry VIII, though, that started the Church of England because he couldn't... <laughs> because, because the Catholic Church wouldn't let him divorce, so he used to chop their heads off? Absolutely, and it's funny that you say that because for the first time in history when Charles and Camilla actually got married, for the first time a future royal bride was actually booed, and that didn't, hadn't happened since Henry VIII uh, married Anne Boleyn. Wow. So there's some common, common threads of, of history there. I think if he wanted to step aside, he probably could. Mm. I think, yes, yeah, slightly unorthodox in the modern age, but, you know, he, he's married a divorcee. That's what could be more unorthodox than what he's already done. Mm. And, uh, and it's certainly from the British, British public's point of view, I think they would love William, you know, to, 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 to flow in and become king earlier. Mm. Oh. And let's face it, Lizzie's not planning to abdicate and retire anytime soon anyway. No, so. no which, is, which is great because I think she's just incredible. She's an amazing woman. She amazing really woman. is. No, awesome. Yeah. Brandon, what a delight to chat with you again this week. Thank you. Thank you.
That's uh, that's our man in the UK, Brandon Smith, uh, with all the latest. 